0: And we're back for episode two of Last Week in Basketball, the 2019-2020 season edition. I'm your host, Austin, with my co-host, Evan, and we're here to rank from number 15 to 1 all the teams in the West, which will be a fun topic, considering there are so many good teams to talk about, even towards the bottom. So many good teams in the West.
1: Yeah, they're all, like there's like 13 good teams in the West.
0: It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's going to be fun to talk about. And... In this show, it's a podcast where we talk basketball. We talk about everything that happened last week in basketball. We talk about things going forward. And this episode, we're going to be talking about everything to do with the West. How we're going to predict it's going to fall, and then we'll revisit our picks by the end of the 2019 2020 season. That should be fun. That should, uh, uh, I'm sure, will be 100 percent accuracy. Which league? Um, not league. Which conference do you think we're going to do better in, Evan?
1: I feel like the East probably i the west is just there's just so many variables and you could like have it situated in like eight different ways that would make sense so the east is a little bit more straightforward for me
0: yeah that makes sense and we're gonna break up this show in a couple of different little segments we'll do a little bit fun uh fun and games we'll do to break up the episode we well, mostly hey, talk hey. about the west fun and games but we will break it up a little bit so it's not just constantly talk about the West. and am going to do that right now. We're going to take one, two minutes to do a little fun game. Then we're going to jump right into who we think is going to be our 15th ranked team in the West. My team, I think it might be a little controversial, but we're going to talk about and we'll see. Is it controversial Uh-oh. or maybe not? We'll get wow. to it. All right, Evan, are you ready for five things in under 10 seconds oh my god i i hate this game and i also love this game yeah that was stressful all right evan are you ready to rumble all right just just gonna warn the audience that i tend to swear a lot in this game so um
1: yeah just prepare for that
0: all right evan is a known net fan he loves his nets How well does he love his Nets, though, is the question that we're going to find out here. All right, Evan, (laughs) name five New Jersey Nets players from before the 2000s. Go. Before the 2000s? Yep.
1: Um, Julius Irving. um, Kenny Kittles or something. Byron Scott, I want to say. Jason Kidd, maybe?
0: And uh, stop! Uh, oh, Alright, Byron Scott Nets.
1: I think he was their coach or something.
0: Uh, yeah, he never was on the Nets.
1: Ah, uh, goddammit.
0: <laughs> Alright, Jason Kidd Nets. Yeah, he
1: might have been after 2000.
0: Okay, bang, 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 bang. He was on the New Jersey Nets from 2001 to 2008. Oh, that's so close. Yep. Okay. Let's do number two out of three for five things under ten seconds, Evan. Last time you got a total of one point.
1: Wait, I... wait. I got more than that. I got like... Oh, wait. You mean this, just this last question? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. I thought you were going to say just name five New Jersey Nets players like before they moved <laughs> to Brooklyn and I was all geared up for that. <laughs> Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson, Jason Kidd.
0: Boston Boston Knackbar that is players that have played in the NBA. All right, Evan, here is something that you got to do. Name okay. any NBA player whose first name starts with S. Wait, so what? Any NBA player past or present whose first name starts with S.
1: Oh, Steve Nash.
0: Five players. Oh, five players. Okay. Oh, I thought you just meant All right, we're going to stop. We're going to do Okay, stop. Reset. I thought, you just meant, I thought you just meant name one mean player. Sorry,
1: Five I players
0: start with S. Go.
1: Okay, Steve Nash. Um, Sam something. Um, <laughs> oh God, Steve
0: something. Oh my God, why is this so hard? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh my God, that was so hard. Well, you got Steve Nash. All right, that's good. Who else starts with S? Um. A lot of players.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, whatever. Wait. <laughs> you name some. I can't even think of any. I'm still flustered. Okay. All right. plays players start with S? Uh, Ben Simmons. Ben
1: Gundy. Oh, it's a coach, though.
0: Oh, yeah. Steve Gundy. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. That's um. Okay. Um. Yeah. You name some. <laughs> Sam Jones. Okay. Fair. Fair. All right. Um. Steve I, Ojale. I, I Sam Something that was close enough. Yeah, Sam something. <laughs> okay, and our last one. Oh man, I I love this game and I hate this game. Okay, Evan, <laughs> we're gonna talk about. <laughs> okay, all right, are you ready to go? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm gonna rock this one. Yep. All right, talk to us, and we'll see. I don't expect you to get five, but talk to us about NBA players that were on the Washington Bullets. Go! Oh, Wes Unseld. Um, that's pretty much all I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know any other players who are on the Washington Bullets.
0: I would have taken Muggsy Bogues or Minute Bull.
1: Oh, I didn't even know they were on the Bullets.
0: They were on the Bullets at the same time, which is hilarious.
1: Okay, Wes Unseld was definitely on the Bullets,
0: I think, though, right? Uh, yes. Okay. That move was on.
1: literally the only
0: one I knew. Alright, perfect. Alright, let's move on. Number 15, can I start? Yes. Give us your
1: controversial slash maybe controversial pick.
0: Alright, I'm gonna just tell you a team name. I'm not even to get into why. I, then I want you to tell me controversial or not. Okay. Number 15, which means this is the worst team in the West. I think it's gonna be the Timberwolves.
1: Oh, let's see. Where did, Hold on, where did I put them? Um,
0: yeah, I have them a lot higher. I think that's somewhat controversial, for sure, actually. Yeah. Okay. Alright, here's why. Uh, because they're a bunch of lazy fucks. That's why. <laughs> exactly. Fair, Fair enough. <laughs> Their best player, yes, is um Carl Anthony Towns. Very good. But he also has very little drive, their second best player is Andre, not Andre, Andrew Wiggins, still who has even less drive. These guys can care less about if they win games or not. They only made the playoffs because of Jimmy Butler it was the only reason why, and they almost missed the playoffs because remember at one point with Jimmy Butler they were like the fifth seed, and they almost fell the playoffs when he went under with that injury. This team, yeah, that's true, has players on them in that they are NBA players. Uh, <laughs> tell me if you know any of these players okay alright Kieda Bates Diop Tyus Battle Jordan Bell uh, I've heard of Jordan Bell Barry Brown Jr. the fuck is that Robert Covington okay we know who he is
1: yeah I know that guy Jarrett
0: Culver uh, vaguely heard of him Gorgie Dang
1: Gorgie Deng. yeah Oh, you mean Gorgy. I thought
0: you said Orgy. No, Gorgie.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I know that guy. He's a really tall dude.
0: Yeah, he's making $16 million for some reason. Damn, he does not earn that money. Trayvon Graham. Nope. Jake oh, Lehman. No, I
1: do know that guy because he was on the Nets, but he's not very good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jake Lehman. Kalen nope. Martin. Nope. Jordan McLeanen. Jordan nope. Murphy. Shabiz nope. <laughs> Napier.
1: Oh, yeah, he was also on the Nets. He's
0: actually decent. He's a good backup point guard. Jalen Noel. Josh nope. Ogaji. Naz Weed. Uh, nope. Jeff Teague. All right, we know who he is. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Yep, know who he is. Noah Vonley. Yeah, I've heard of him. Tyrone. Ty, I'm sorry, Tyrone Wallace. Nope. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, we know who he is. And Lindell Wingenting.
1: Ah, no, no. Yeah, don't know who most of those are. That's true.
0: And the ones we do know don't give a shit. So, yeah, they're going number 15. Evan talked to us about number 15.
1: All right, yeah, that's definitely a controversial pick. I'm a little higher on them than you are. But um, for me, number 15 is the Grizzlies. Um, And I don't think that this, you know, this is a bad team. But I think that... It kind of has to be a bad team for a few years. They're still rebuilding from the grit and the grind Grizzlies um, that made the playoffs for a few years there. Um, And so I think, you know, it makes sense for them to bottom out at this point and try and build up some draft picks. But, I mean, you look at this roster and, I mean, there's really no one. I mean, Andre Iguodala's on it, but he is not going to carry a team. He's just sort of a complimentary piece for a contender. Um, Jaren Jackson is um a young player who they drafted a year or two ago and he's got a lot of potential but he's not going to carry a team by himself um josh jackson's kind of washed up from the suns they have jay crowder and a few other players i've heard of but really i mean there's i don't know where any scoring is coming from on this team um and i guess well they do have the um the point guard that they drafted uh, joe what's his name joe morant Yeah, John Morant, I believe. John Morant, and maybe he can provide some scoring, but I would imagine that his first season would be a lot like Trey Young's first season and that he's going to go through some rough shooting um, slumps, and maybe even if he picks it up later in the season, um, having a rookie point guard be your leading scorer is not a recipe for success. Um, So I just think that this team is really going to struggle.
0: Okay, that's fair. Uh, number 14 for me is also the Grizzlies because they're definitely in the rebuilding stage except I see some young talent that actually cares. I see Grayson Allen as a player who puts a lot of heart, maybe a little bit too much heart into his style of play. I like Kyle Anderson. Um, Jay Crowder puts a lot of work in. you he's kind of an asshole. Andre Iguodala. I don't think we should talk about him too much because I don't think he's going to be on the team. I do like Josh right, yeah, Jackson. Yeah, Josh Jackson, Jaron Jackson Jr., both talented. John ja Morant I am hyped up about. So I can see this team doing some decent things and going in a good direction, kind of like the Hawks have been going. So I think they're going to be better than the Timberwolves. And that is my team at number 14.
1: All right, yeah, You can see that. Um, so we're on 13 now?
0: No, 14. You have said you're 14.
1: Oh, 14. Yeah, 14 for me is the Suns. Um, I think, you know, I've debated putting the Suns a little higher than this, but, you know, I think even though they have some scoring talent, I think they're really going to struggle on defense. Um, you know, Devin Booker is obviously a great scorer and a good passer as well. Um, and then they have Deandre Ayton who um short, showed some good scoring flash in his first season some rebounding um but i don't think they really have much in the way of defense and i think Ayton um is still learning how to be an nba center defense isn't his strong suit um the one good defender that they have is Ricky Rubio on the perimeter but he can't really carry a defense by himself and he's also a really bad shooter and he's going to kind of um gum up your offense a little bit so Yeah, I I just see this team as maybe putting up a lot of points, but also just giving up a lot, a lot of points as well. And in the West, um, that translates into being, like, a number 14 team. In the East, they could probably be, like, a Bulls-type team or maybe, like, an 11 or a 10. But in the West, I see them as, like, way down in 14.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can get behind that. Number 13, because you were just talking about them, is a Suns for me. Uh, this is a team that's kind of weird in that they have what looks like talent. In that Devin Booker is a great scorer, DeAndre DeAndre Ayton is pretty talented. They added Aaron Baines, Ricky Rubio is awesome. But every single year, even though they have like the best score in the league, Devin Booker, or maybe not the best score, but one of the best scores, they are always like the worst team in the West. And while I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the West this season. I can't put them any higher. So 13 is going to be the highest I'm going to go with the Suns. Okay. Just yeah. because they ha- they have... Ne- I can't just go, oh, well, they didn't play good last season. They've been playing good for multiple seasons, even with sometimes decent rosters. Like, I'm not going to say they don't make the playoffs, but they've always underperformed, just playing horribly in a good conference that always has so many good teams. They're always by far... The very, very end. So I don't think I could put them any higher than 13.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's tempting to put them higher because you look at that roster and you're like, oh, they can definitely score, but it's just the other things that they can't really do.
0: Yeah. So did you lay out your 13th pick yet or no? No, I don't think so. No, not yet. Talk about it, Evan.
1: So I struggled with this one. There's a few teams kind of in this range that I could see being a little bit interchangeable. And this might be a little low. I have a feeling that you have this team a lot higher than I do. Um, but I'm going to put the Mavs at 13. Ooh! Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe slightly controversial. Um, I think this team, you know, obviously they got Luka Doncic. Doncic. How do you say his name? Luka Doncic, I want to say. Doncic. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, they they traded for Kristaps Porzingis. Um, but he's still kind of working his way back from that injury. And he's shown himself to be a little bit injury prone. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at this roster and I don't see a ton more other than those two. I mean, there are some role players. You've got Bobon, who, you know, nice backup center. you got Seth Curry, who's a nice backup point guard, who can shoot. You know, JJ Perea is a decent player. Tim Hardaway Jr. is okay. But I'm not seeing, you know, much else to put them into contention other than those two, so they're really going to have to ride those two hard. And, you know, teams have had a year now to um, look at Luka and prepare better to defend him. So I think he is good enough to get over that, but he might um, struggle a little bit more against a more sophisticated defensive scheme against him. Um, And then I don't know how quickly Kristaps Porzingis will get back into the flow of things. And... You know, this is just an absolutely brutal conference, so in in a more evenly balanced NBA, this could potentially be um, like a lower tier playoff team, but in the West, I'm going to have to put them at 13.
0: Ooh we got some controversy. If we didn't want controversy, oh, okay. we shouldn't have called the king. Now. Oh yes. I feel like you have them as a playoff team, don't you? I don't actually. That's only because oh, yeah. the okay. West is so good. Yeah, all right. So, number 12 for me is the Thunder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The Thunder for me, I don't think they're going to be as bad as some people say. They're definitely not going to be the very bottom, but it's definitely a rebuild stage for them. But it's going to be interesting because Chris Paul can't not play or not even play badly because he still has... Multiple years of his contract. His last year, he's supposed to be paid $40 million. So he has to play well for someone. Yeah. He has to play well for any team to want to trade him. And they're going to want to trade him. But they can't trade him until the NBA deadline pretty much. So he has to play well for a long time. So... At his best, Chris Paul is a good player, so I don't think they're going to be bottom dwellers. But in this conference, yeah, they're going to be number twelve for me. But they still have Stephen Adams, and they have Danilio Gilinari, and yeah, Nerlens Noel is pretty decent. Dennis Schrouder I like. Andre Robertson is back. Overall, it's a fine roster. It's not going to win a lot of games, but it's going to win enough games to get over the hump and beat number 12, I think. Definitely better than the Suns, Grizzlies, and Timberwolves, for sure. But not enough. This is going to be, like, where the bad teams are going to end. Mm -hmm. And the pretty good teams are going to start. Which is kind of insane, considering we haven't even talked about number 11. But I think number 11 through 1 are all solid teams.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, for me, sort of 13 through, 13 through nine really are pretty interchangeable. I could kind of see them going in a lot of different directions. Um, so I gave you 13, right? So I'm on 12. Um, 12 for me is the wolf. So I guess I didn't have them that much higher than you, but I mean, a little bit higher than you. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think you made a lot of fair points about the Timberwolves um, in terms of, you know, it's kind of like they're a little bit better version of the Suns in that you see their roster and they got some talent, definitely, but it's talent that maybe doesn't mesh well together or, um, you know, isn't doesn't care to win games. Um, and so Carl Anthony Towns is a special talent, and I think if he ever starts caring, which you know, you never know, maybe he will. Um, he could be one of the best players in the NBA. But Andrew Wiggins is just a black hole, and I don't see him getting any better than he has been. Um, You know, He came into the league with so much hype, so much potential. He was supposed to be the next LeBron. And, I mean, he puts up points for you, but he doesn't do anything else, and he also shoots like 40%, so it's inefficient points. Um, And I think he's just a really good athlete who hasn't figured out how to play the NBA game yet. And, you know, other than that, you really don't have a lot. You got a young Jeff draft pick in Jarrett Culver, so he could be good or maybe he won't be. It's hard to tell. Um, Jeff Teague is decent. Robert Covington is decent. But other than that, there's really not a lot on this roster. Um, and, I mean, in a brutal West, you know, that caring aspect is definitely going to be important. So I could see them lower than 12, but I think just with the baseline talent they have, I'm going to put them at number 12.
0: Interesting. Okay. And we'll see what happens with them, because I'm putting them in number 15. But yeah, they could be higher up, just off raw talent of Carl Towns alone, for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, we just wrapped up number 12. Let's go to 11. 11 is going to be... Let's have you start with 11.
1: Sure. Um, So, for me, I struggled with 11 versus 10. Mm, Um, Same. But I'm going to put... I'm up put the Thunder at 11. Um, because I think, you know, Chris Paul is going to be injured probably for some point of the year. Um, just because that's what's happened to him the last few years. So I don't think I'm not anticipating a full season from him. If he were able to put together a full season, then maybe they, he would be, this team would be a little bit higher. Um, but other than that, I mean, you got Steven Adams, who's a good center. You got Shai Gilgris-Alexander, who's a good young player. Danilo Gallinari, who's a good shooter. Andre Robertson's a good um, defender. Dennis Schrouder can score you some points off the bench. So, you know, you got, some, you got like five quality players, five or six quality players. But none of them are really stars, and none of them are really going to carry you. Um, and that's going to be a problem, I think, in the West. And so I could almost see them being a few games above 500 and still getting that number 11 slot.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And for me, my 11th pick was, it was close and I was being between Mavericks and Kings and Mm I'm going to just go barely with the Mavericks. Okay. And I originally had them written above the Kings, but I switched it recently to the, uh, Mavericks at number 11 just because kind of like you said, besides Luca and Prazingis there isn't a lot going in that roster. And I think the talent of those two will be enough that I don't think they're going to be as low as you think they're going to be. But I think just in this talented conference... I just think you need a little bit more than two really, really good players, and I think they are terrific, and I think they're gonna work so well with each other. And maybe at their best, they'll work so well together that they'll move up a spot or two. But this team isn't ready for playoffs yet, just because of the conference. They would definitely be in the playoffs if it was the East, maybe like the six or five seed in the East. But yeah, for that's now, about
1: the Pistons or the Magic or the Hawks.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. But for now, they're gonna be number eleven for me and okay yep number 10 uh i was just talking about them it's the kings the kings are yeah. super talented super young super talented i decided recently to pick them over the mavericks because they don't have uh two superstars like the mavericks do even though. Porzingis is a little bit injury prone now, but if you look at this team, they got so many good, talented players. Trevor Ariza has been added to the roster. Marvin Bagley Jr. is really good. Harrison Barnes is a pretty solid pickup, and Bogdan Bodongovic is talented. You got Yogi Ferrell, D'Aaron De- uh, words. De- Aaron Fox is like the fastest point guard in the league, and he's really talented for only being twenty-one years old. And Buddy Held, who is their shooting guard, he makes so many three-pointers. He is a, I forget what his percentage was last year, but it was a really high percentage. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just high up on this Kings team. They almost made the playoffs last year. I think there were 10 or 9. Maybe 9. I think there were 9. Uh, so I'm going to put them at 10 this season just because there's some other teams that are emerging as uh playoff contention teams, but yeah, the Kings are gonna be continuing to get better.
1: Yeah, I also have the Kings at 10, um, and I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I love this team. I think they're a really exciting team. They're kinda of like the, the Hawks um in the East for me. Just a team that's that's um young and is getting better and is definitely headed in the right direction um and will make the playoffs at some point with this core. I just don't think they've quite um, got the talent this year to do it in a really tough conference. But yeah, as you said, De'Aaron Fox is amazing. Buddy Heald's a great shooter. Um, got shooters throughout. bow, Bodon, Bo um Marvin Bagley's only going to get better. Harrison Barnes is a good, steady veteran scorer. Um, and so I would really love it if the Kings made the playoffs. But I think they're just maybe a year or two away, but definitely a really good team.
0: Yeah, I'm super high up on them, and I wonder how long it will be until they can actually be in the playoffs, which is sad because in the East, they would run through the East, especially with all those crap teams that are going to make it into the playoffs for the East, but they're stuck in the West. In the West, they have so many good teams... And some of those teams are going to be good for a long period of time. Maybe if the Warriors drop off more, maybe they'll make it. But it's kind of sad to see this Kings team. We'll see how they actually perform. If they play like last year, they're going to play well but not good enough for playoffs. How long is it going to be till they actually get the chance to be in the playoffs and get that honor?
1: Yeah, that, that's true. You, know, you need someone to kind of drop off um, in order to make the playoffs. I could see someone like, like a Portland dropping off at some point or like a Warriors at some point. Um, so it might, yeah, you you could be right. It could be a few years for sure. This is why I'm a big advocate of um, just scrapping the conferences in terms of playoffs and just doing the 16 best teams. I think that would be, you know, it'd be better for competition. You wouldn't have, you know, teams that are like, you know, 40 and 42 in the East sneaking in, while teams that are like 45 wins in the West don't get in just because of geography, which is pretty arbitrary. Um and I think it would make for some exciting new cross um matches, like you could have teams in the East and the West playing together in the first round, which would be interesting. Um so I think that would be a good idea for precisely this reason.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Alright, now let's uh, let's play a little game. Let's do some fun and games. Let's Fun and Games. Fun and games. It's fun and games time. Okay, so Evan, are you ready yeah. to do yes. a let's do a hot seat question? We haven't done a hot seat question in a while. So I'm going to give you a hot seat question. We're going to talk about it. You're going to get the first choice. And then you're going to ask me a question.
1: Okay, I did not prepare
0: a question, but I will try and think of one as we talk. All these things, these games that we've been doing, I've been making these up on the fly. Okay, alright. Well, that's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the question is, for this hot seat question, it is going to be, bum bum bum, if... The NBA would allow European teams to play. Like, if it was like super easy for your team, European teams to fly over really quick and play. How would you manage it as a GM? Like,
1: wait. So I'm sorry. So they would be part of the league.
0: Like, European yes. teams would be added to the league. Yes. Okay. So how would you, if you're the GM? And the commissioner, not the commissioner, let's say the community of basketball shit in the NBA, we're like, yo, commissioner, uh, you only got so much power here. You figure out all this stuff. We're adding eight European teams here to this league. So let's go from a team, a league of 30 teams to 38, and there are eight new teams, all European teams. Don't worry, it's only going to take them an hour to fly over here. How would you manage it?
1: yeah that's interesting um i don't know i think if if you're just kind of putting aside travel concerns then i would probably use it as an opportunity to scrap conferences and to scrap divisions and because i think those are just kind of arbitrary markers really you know it's just geography and it's the luck of the draw versus if you're in the west or the east so i would just you know make a team make a league of 38 teams and yeah i don't know say so for a league of 30 teams 16 make the playoffs so maybe for 38 like like 20 would make the playoffs or something okay and so like the top 20 teams make the playoffs regardless of where you're located and then you know one plays 20 19 and so on so i'm just like you know, I know I know some people get really into like division races and like division titles and conferences and that stuff, but I just think that's like, you know, is it really that significant a accomplishment for a team in the Eastern Southeast Conference to win their division versus a team in like one of the good Western Conference divisions? Like those are just very different accomplishments to me. So I would use that as an opportunity to just scrap all that's all that shit.
0: Okay. And for me, I guess the only thing I would add for things that I would do is for the twenty team thing you're suggest suggesting it would be for <laughs> me a sixteen team playoffs, except there would be the wild card thing that the NBA, uh, the MLB does. That's so a that,
1: really good idea, actually.
0: Yeah, like so, like the worst like four teams or whatever compete to see who makes it into the top sixteen. So they make yeah, a playoffs. I, I, but... I
1: like that idea because you know sometimes the wild card breaks through, like the Nats are in the in the World Series.
0: Are they really? Who's in the World Series besides them?
1: The the uh, AL hasn't gotten a representative yet. It's the Yankees or the
0: Astros, but the Nats are already in the World Series. What is the um like? Who's winning, the Yankees or the Astros? I think the Astros are up two one right now. Okay, good on the Nationals. Yeah, huh. they've never made it there before, so I'm I'm definitely rooting for them. And didn't they just lose um what's his name to the Phillies last year? Yeah, Bryce Harper. That's kind of hilarious.
1: Yeah, they didn't even make the playoffs with Bryce Harper, and then they he lo- they lost him to free agency, and they made the World Series. So you know, go figure.
0: Yeah. Um. Besides that, for the European team, I would in things that I would add is I would want European rules, like oh yeah embassies in America. So if we get a French team, they have a French basketball court in America that they play at to cut down travel times. But rules from France is over there. So if you're like 16 years old, you can get a beer there.
1: (laughs) It sounds like you just want to encourage underage drinking, which I'm, you know, totally fine with as well. But, you know,
0: you got to take the good with the bad, because if you're in the France, uh, France basketball team stadium, you can probably marry a girl who's, like, 16 years old. Well, that's a disturbing thought. Thank you for that. You're welcome. All right, let's move on to number... 9. Uh, you are can start. We, are we at number 9? Uh, oh, yeah, we are. All right, number 9. This is a team that's barely going to miss the playoffs. Okay, am I
1: going first or are you going first?
0: You can go first. Okay, for me, I've got...
1: A streak being broken. So Greg Popovich and the Spurs have Ooh. made the playoffs for like, I want to say like 20-something years or something like yeah. that. So I think it's coming to an end this year. Um, This team just doesn't excite me really at all. They play an outdated version of basketball where they take a lot of mid-range jumpers. They don't take a lot of threes. They don't play at a very fast pace. Um, They've got some talent, like, you know, DeMar DeRozan's a good player. LaMarcus Aldridge is a good player. But LaMarcus Aldridge is especially is getting up there. And DeMar DeRozan um, doesn't do much for you. I mean, he's a good passer too, but he doesn't do much for you on defense. Um, And, you know, they'll get back to Jonte Murray, who's a good defender too. But I just don't see this team having enough talent other than those three. They just kind of have a collection of okay players after that. And I know Greg Popovich always seems to kind of work some magic and put together a mediocre team or um, put together a run from a mediocre team to get them to the playoffs. But I just think in a conference like the West, you know, the Lakers are going to be added to the playoff mix this year and they weren't in last year. So that's going to bump a team out. And for me, that team is the Spurs just because of the age of their stars and the lack of good players after that, really.
0: Someone told me that the Spurs, if you got two great players like DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge on team, you have to at least make the playoffs, especially with a coach like Greg Popovich. But my number nine pick is the Spurs. It's time for them to hit the highway. Uh I'm bored yeah, by his yeah. team. I'm sick of seeing yeah. them there. Uh Greg Popovich, you need to stop straining your back. You need to get some cardio done on that back because you've been carrying this team for too long. So he really has. He really has. Well, Marcus Appreciate. Aldridge, good. DeMar DeRozan, good but we can't just go off those two players cuz otherwise I'd throw the Mavericks in there cuz Luca and Porzingis on the same team. Uh they're not the Mavericks cuz they actually got Marco Billinelli, DeMar Carroll, uh back from injuries DeJounte Murray who's quite good, Lonnie Walker the fourth, I think is a pretty good young player. Uh Rudy Gay is there, but I'm sick of death of this team. They don't play in this NBA Um, new style and I think Greg Popovich might be getting a little old I think he's still the best coach in the NBA and maybe the best coach of all time who knows I think there's an argument to be said for him but I think that it would be safer for me to barely put them at 8 but I'm so sick of death of them and I'm hinged on the fact that their style of basketball will finally hurt them finally kick them in the butt and they're not going to make the playoffs this year
1: yeah, no, I I agree. I am I'm hoping that they don't because that will make room for some more exciting teams.
0: Like our number eight pick, or at least mine, the New or Lyns Pelicans. Yep, we got the same number eight. Perfect, my boy. All right, so we could talk about the Pelicans for a little bit because are they very young? Yes, but are they talented? We've been talking about, especially with the East, we're talking about on and on about all these young teams with talented players. But they're all players that they're not ready for playoffs yet. They're good, but they're on the cusp of good or the cusp of being a really great young player. But these young players are damn good already. And they damn added some veterans. Good, Derek Favors, that's a good pickup. Very good pickup. For sure. Yeah. Josh I mean, look Hart at, is
1: there. look at this roster. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy how loaded they are. Talk about Evan. Zion. Zion is just going to be a force of nature. I mean, it's rare for a rookie to make that much impact, but I think he will. Lonzo Ball, out of LeBron's shadow, can play his natural point guard position again.
0: Think about think him lobbing good. to Zion Williamson. What's that? Think about him lobbing the ball to Zion.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to get, like, you know, four or five assists per game just on that, like, easily. Yeah. And then you got a a smooth scorer with lots of potential in Brandon Ingram. Mm. You got a steady veteran underrated player, Drew Holiday. You got one of the best shooters in the league, J.J. Redick. You got another high draft pick, Jackson Hayes, at center. Like you said, Derek Favors is a good, steady veteran backup center. I mean, just so much Josh Hart is also a quality NBA player. Just so much talent from top to bottom. Young, definitely, inexperienced, definitely, but just gonna play a really fast pace, gonna score a shit
0: ton of points. Oh my god, yeah. At its best it could be like those um what was that? The under seven seconds um Suns team with Steve Nash. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, this team could be so fun to watch, and I think J.J. Reddick really holds this team together, or hopefully will, because they really added that extra player who can just nail threes from anywhere, besides just all these players who can drive to hoop. J.J. Redick is going to be there as a threat of his own. I am super pumped to watch this team play.
1: Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I think Lonzo Ball is going to have a huge resurgence this year, because he was stuck playing at a somewhat slow pace with LeBron and the Lakers, and that's just not how he should be playing. That's not his strength. And so I think his assists are going to go up, shooting percentage will go up, and he'll have a bounce-back
0: season. quick game of react to LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball recently said the Pelicans are going to the NBA championship. Oh, I hate that guy so much. (laughs)
1: He's the worst. Okay, let's not get crazy. Like, the Pelicans, fun, yes. Exciting, yes. Playoff team maybe i'm gonna say yes same are they gonna make the finals and win the championship (laughs) are you fucking crazy (laughs) that's all i have to say about that
0: yep that's fair Uh, but oh my god can't wait to play as the pelicans in 2k i can't wait to watch them
1: Oh, oh yeah that would be really fun Oh, so much shooting, so much dunking.
0: So much dunking. Yeah, just be so many fast breaks. I would run them with that's gonna be so much fun.
1: Who'd be your starting lineup in 2K with this roster?
0: Ooh, uh, good question, actually. Uh, Zion power forward for yeah. center. That is a good question. Um, I guess yeah. I'll put Hill Okafer there, the 23 year old. Okay. I mean, center. you got
1: that young draft pick, you got Jackson Hayes, who was the first round
0: pick, eighth pick. I don't know much about Jackson Hayes. Yeah,
1: I think he's up a lot of potential, but yeah, you could go with Okafor, too.
0: Okay, so maybe Okafor will start, and then Jackson Hayes, by the midseason, will move into a starting position. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, Drew Holiday, uh, definitely the power uh, point guard... Brandon Ingram will be my small forward, and then, I guess, for my—oh, wait, no, because Lonzo Ball. Okay, so Lonzo Ball will be my point guard, and then Drew Holiday, I'll move him over to the shooting guard position.
1: Yeah, he can definitely play both, too. He's pretty versatile in that way.
0: Yeah, so that's a damn good roster.
1: You got a lot of scoring there, you got a lot of defense there, you got a lot of dunking there.
0: Exactly, even JJ Rex, he's coming off the bench. So yeah,
1: yeah, you got a smooth shooter off the bench. That's a good, good lineup. And Josh Hart too. Yep. And Derek yeah, Favors Hart. is
0: coming off the bench. Yeah, so many, so many weapons there. Yeah, this is a good roster. All right, number seven, I put the Warriors here. Um, I'm not sure. Where yeah, you put the Warriors. Me too. It was,
1: it was a tough pick.
0: Oh, you put them there too?
1: Yeah, I struggled between the Warriors and the next team that I have at number six, but I ended up going with the Warriors at seven.
0: Yeah, it's just that people are going to point out Kevin Durant gone, sure, but they also lost a lot of their role players too, which I think that is underrated topic for the Warriors in that they win championships not always just under stars, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, but the players they surround them with, and I feel like they lost a lot of that. And with Klay Thompson going to be gone half of the season, I don't know, I think mm-hmm. this team will definitely be in the playoffs, but... I think we're seeing the downfall of the Warriors and I'm not really loving the surrounding support that they put together with this team.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think this is still a good team, but, you know, basically Steph Curry is carrying this team and his supporting cast right now is Draymond Green and D'Angelo Russell. And that's a good team, but it's not really a contending team and it's not a high up playoff team in the West. You know, Clay Thompson will be gone for half the year, and he'll be struggling probably when he gets back a little bit to get back in the groove. I would assume so, yeah. Um, and I don't know about the combo. I I love D'Angelo Russell. I mean, he put a great season up with the Nets, he carried them to the playoffs. But I'm not totally convinced about the combo of him and Steph Curry together. Um, I don't know how that will work. is really more of a point guard. Um, Steph Curry's kind of a point guard. Um... And so, and I don't know, neither one of them are really plus defenders, so I think they're going to give up a lot of points there. Um, And, you know, if Draymond Green, if if the Warriors are going to do well in the regular season, actually has to care during the regular season this year, because they can't just coast to a 60-win season. And he hasn't really shown in the past few years that he can sustain a whole regular season of actually trying hard. He turns it on in the playoffs, but I don't know about his effort in the, the regular season. So...
0: Good team, but definitely going to take a big step back. Russell, did Russell play as a shooting guard ever with the Nets, or was he always the point guard? Because I know I think, Spencer Dinwiddie was also a point guard.
1: Yeah, I think they. I think he played with Dinwiddie a little bit at the end of game sometimes, and they would kind of trade off because Dinwiddie's also a big guard and he can also kind of play shooting guard. Um, so I'm not sure exactly who was playing what, but for the mo- for most of his minutes on the Nets, he was the point guard. Okay.
0: All right, yeah. so let's talk about our number six, which is – Evan, talk to us. Who's your number six in the West? So I almost put these guys at number seven, and
1: maybe I should have learned my lesson by now because I keep getting burned by them. got burned by them in the postseason last year when I predicted that they would lose in the first round, and they went to the conference finals. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: But I'm
1: going to keep on not believing in the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I think this is a good team, obviously. If they're making the playoffs
0: in the West, they're a good team. They're my number six, too. So I agree with them. Neither you one you of say. us believe in them. <laughs> well, I believe in them in that they're in the playoffs. But, like, yeah, yeah, the top five teams are just so good.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, Damian Lillard is good. CJ McCollum is good. But then when you look past that, you don't have a lot. I mean, you kind of have a lot of role players who fill in at forward. Um, some shooters some decent defenders but then I think what's gonna also hurt them is the loss of um, Joseph New- Nurkirk um, something like that yeah he had had a like really horrific leg injury and I don't think if unless I'm wrong I don't think he's gonna be back this year or maybe not until like the very end of the year and they replaced him with Hassan Whiteside who kind of just puts up empty stats Um, puts up some blocks, but isn't actually a very good defender because he's always going for blocks, gets some rebounds, but kind of stuffs your offense by not being a shooting threat. And so I don't think that that is really a step forward for them to replace Whiteside with Nurkuk. And so that's why I see them regressing a little bit to number six.
0: Yeah, I put him as number six to just... Not really as an insult to them, just they added some pieces, but I didn't really think they added enough pieces that they didn't not add enough pieces that would put them lower than they were last year, but they didn't add enough that I would go, okay, they're definitely going up a slot. The Jazz, they added enough that I would go, yeah, they should go up a slot or two. The Trailblazers I think are around the same as they were last year. I I think they were number six last year too, no, they were
1: were they number six? I thought they were higher.
0: Maybe, um, no, I was... they were number three, and they played the Thunder, who were number six. Oh yeah, you're right. They were number three. Yeah, because they yeah. had a very sneaky. They won a lot of games. They were able to get in as number three. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Actually, I mean,
1: I think the one the one thing is if they get Kevin Love like early on in the season, I could see them being moving up a few slots for that. Maybe maybe a slot or two. Because I think that would be a really good addition for them. But
0: that's going to be tough given their salary cap situation and his big contract. Putting them in number six, it's not that I'm saying, yeah, they're worse because I'm going from number three last year to number six this year. I'm saying that the Lakers and Clippers got way better. The Rockets got a little bit better. The Jazz got way better. So I don't think that they got worse. It's just that other teams got better is what I'm going to say.
1: I so, I agree. I think yeah. I I'm a little I'm a little meaner to them. I think they got a little worse, okay. but not not substantially.
0: All right, that's number six is Trailblazers. Number five, I'm gonna start this time with a team. I'm kind of excited to see how will they do. The Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz number five. Okay. Yeah. So I have them at number five because and I was debating if I wanted them as number four. I almost had them at number four, but decided uh, no. I think this team is going to be, do better in the playoffs than my number three pick. Because my number three pick is going to win a lot of games, but it might not, not might. I don't think they're going to do well in the playoffs. I think the Jazz are going to get the fifth pick, but I think they could definitely be in the second round. Maybe more, we will see. But just look at this roster of Bojan Bogdanovic, who they got from the Pacers. A very underrated pickup. Then you have Mike Conley, of course. He's on the older side at 32 years old. He's making $32 million a year, but you can't Mm -hmm. knock his talent. He's one of the most underrated guys in that. I don't think he's made an all-star team yet, but he's so good. uh, Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah, Ed Davis, uh, down there at the center is a good pickup Rudy Gobert the best defensive player in the NBA right now Jeff Green is there doing some things Joe Ingles hitting some threes Uh, Donovan Mitchell very fun young player to watch massive scorer and yeah it's just a very good roster and I think it'll take a little bit of time for them to mesh completely well but I think by the end of the season I think we're going to see them win a whole ton of games and number five for them I to say,
1: Yeah, so I'm a little higher on the Jazz than you are, slightly. Um, and I'm a little lower on what I think, based on your description, is your number three team. So I'm going to put the Houston Rockets at number five. Um, I think, I'm not saying that they got worse by adding Russell Westbrook. I don't think that they did. Um, I think they got a little bit better. But um, I think... Like you said, the conference got so much better with um, with the Lakers and the Clippers um, getting the talent that they got. And I'm not I'm just not convinced about Russell Westbrook being that much of a difference maker. He puts up a lot of stats, and it's I mean, averaging a triple drop, double is like impressive, obviously. But I mean, his shooting efficiency is just awful, and he takes so many threes, and he can shoot you out of games. Um, And, you know, if he and James Harden are both kind of going through a funk in a game, then you're just going to lose that game. And both of them are known to have gone through funks. I mean, Harden will go through a a tear where he puts up 50 points in every game, but then, you know, he can just as easily shoot, like, you know, 6 for 29 or something. Um, And so can Russell Westbrook. And then beyond that, you have some decent supporting players. Eric Gordon's pretty good. Clint Capella's pretty good. P.J. Tucker's pretty good. But nothing that really screams like you know top three seed to me, um so I think this is another good Rockets team, but just not enough shooting for me, and just maybe not the best mesh between Westbrook and Harden at this point in their careers,
0: yeah, I can get behind that. number four for me is the Los Angeles Lakers, so whoa, whoa, you got them got them down below, yep. So the Lakers, I think, are going to be better. Say again? Oh, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm still surprised that you had them that far down there, but go ahead. So I think in terms of winning games of playoffs, I think they're going to make at least a second round. I think the Rockets might not even make it past the second round or even make it past the first round, possibly. I just don't think the Rockets with Harden and West, Russell Westbrook are going to be proven that they can excel in the playoffs, especially Harden with the Rockets the last year or two. Uh, Definitely Westbrook with the Thunder the last couple years. You got burned by them last year predicting the Uh, Thunder. Yeah, I I was so high on the Thunder, and then they just broke my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Lakers, uh, when you put LeBron James and Anthony Davis together, they're going to make some magic. They're going to make some magic in that they're going to go from a team that made the 10th seed last year and they're going to be the 4th seed in the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're definitely going to get past round 1. They might even get past round 2. We will see. But in terms of winning games in the regular season, I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Don't forget the first year, the Miami Heat, they struggled a little bit at the beginning of the season and they did not have the number 1 seed by the end of the year. Um, so I think it's going to take a little time to mesh together and honestly if I'm going to be honest there are some pretty decent players on their bench Kyle Kuzma, terrific player young player, but besides that it's kind of a bunch of old players, Uh, a bunch of like Avery Bradleys Jared Dudley Danny Green I think is actually I think that's a good pickup, Dwight Howard Javal McGee, Rajon Rondo names, these are all good names but we saw them do the exact same thing last year. They had a whole bunch of pretty good veteran players. Names that you know. But that didn't help them as they only got the 10th seed last year. So I think it's either a LeBron problem or maybe by a time in this career, by time in their career when they got to the Lakers, they can't really contribute as much as they once did. So I'm going to say 4th seed for them, but they're going to make the 2nd round, maybe the 3rd round. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, make some good points there.
1: Um, so for me, number four is... I, I had three and four pretty close. Um, and I kind of prioritized offense over defense in my pick. So number four for me is the Jazz. Yep. Um, and, you know, I think this is a terrific team. Um, I think a solid pick to make the second round. Um Definitely improved over last year's iteration with the addition of Mike Conley and Bojan and Bogdanovic, and that in, adds some offense that they definitely needed. But this this still doesn't feel like a dominant offensive team to me, um, unless Donovan Mitchell takes that next step in his career, which he might. But I think the comparisons to between him and like Dwayne Wade are a little bit premature. He doesn't seem as Good a scorer as Dwayne Wade, he definitely doesn't seem like as efficient a scorer as Dwayne Wade. He can put up points, but he's not going to, you know, he might shoot you out of the game too. And he's really going to be their leading offensive option. You know, Conley can contribute some points, but you don't want him as your number one option. Bogdanovich can contribute some points, but he's really more of a shooter. Ingles is more of a shooter. Gobert is kind of a lob guy and a defense guy. Um, So, I mean, this is going to be a lockdown defense for sure but I think at best, maybe an a slightly above average offense, but definitely not an elite offense. And that's to me, the difference of why they're not a top three seed.
0: Yeah. No, I don't think you're wrong. That's why i I'm at number five. They're going to be exciting to watch, but offense, we'll see what happens. All right, mm-hmm. Evan, it's your first time. No, it's your time to start with your number three pick and why. So three, I have the nuggets um, huh. and that's, sort of
1: why I was um I was debating putting them a 4 because I think they have a better they have, they have a better offense than the Jazz but not as good a defense as the Jazz. But ultimately I went with offense. I think that's the way the NBA is trending, into fast-paced, put up as many points as you can, um outshoot your opponent type of games. And I mean, you look at this Nuggets roster, And they just have so many offensive weapons. Nikolai Jokic um, is my dark horse pick for MVP. I think if he has a really good season and they have a good season, he could get that. Um, And then around him, you got all these young, talented players who have the potential, who are already good, but have the potential to be even better. Jamal Murray at point guard. Um, Gary Harris is another one. Will Barton. Um, And then Michael Porter Jr. as well, um, who, you know, has had a lot of injury issues, but um, could be a contributor if he can get healthy. Um, I think they made a really underrated deal to get Jeremy Grant from the Thunder, who's kind of a shooter slash um, small ball power forward who can provide some defense. Um, And then Paul Millsap is back and healthy, and he provides some defense. So I think they'll have a good enough defense to get by, but the offense is just going to be... pretty ridiculous and will win them a lot a lot of games
0: so for me number three is gonna be the Rockets I'm higher up on them than you in that I have them at a higher slot I don't think they're gonna make it far in the playoffs like I've already mentioned but this is the Rockets they win games that's what they're good at I don't think they have enough to go in the playoffs I don't think they're the right team to go far in the playoffs but in terms of winning games I don't know. it seems Harden and Russell Westbrook. It's two superstars. They're not stars, they're superstars. And putting them together, there's a chance it might not work. I don't even think it's going to work enough that it'll go in the, far in the playoffs, but uh, I don't know why I'm picking them in number three. I just think number three <laughs> in that they're not the third best team, but they're going to be third in terms of wins in the West. And that's what we're talking about. And to their credit, they have added a couple pieces... I guess Ben McElmore, uh Tyson Chandler, that is a solid pickup in terms of yep. defense. That is a really solid pick. We saw what he did with the Lakers last year. Yep. Um, I don't know. The the Rockets always end up disappointing, but they do in the playoffs. They win games, so that's why I'm putting them at number three. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, a d- it's a decent pick. I mean, yeah, two
1: superstars is nothing to to turn your nose up at
0: yeah uh number two for me is going to be the nuggets they were number two last year they won a shitload of games and they're arguably going to be better this year uh grant is a good pickup but also talking about michael porter jr everyone is saying at one point remember he was like the top prospect coming out of high school and then he got that injury in college, and then his stock fell and he didn't play at all last year. All I've been hearing is that he's been playing really good and he could be immediately put in the starting lineup by the start of the season. So I'm going to say this team only gets a little bit better, so I don't think in terms of standings, they're going to fall really at all. I don't know how well they're going to do in the playoffs because it's still a lot of younger guys, a lot of players who haven't been in the playoffs a whole ton, but I think... That this team is just so good, and their coach is terrific at balance and everything. So I think, yeah, I think I'm going to put them at number two. In that, they're definitely going to be way better in terms of chemistry than the Rockets. And the Lakers are going to need a little bit more time to gel. So at least for this season, they're going to be number two.
1: Yeah, it's a solid pick. Um, I like the Nuggets. I'm pretty high on them too. Um, For me, I got the Lakers at number two. And, you know, I think... Similar to what you said about the Rockets, for me, the fact that they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis is what puts them up this high. Um, I mean, just both absolute superstars. Um, you know, LeBron's getting a little older, but still, I mean, just terrific season last year. Um, and Anthony Davis is unreal, and he could be also an MVP candidate um, if the Lakers have a good season. And I think, you know, you probably in the West, you need that kind of third score, third... Um, good player. And for me, that's Kyle Kuzma. Um, He's been coming on really strong. And then they have a lot of good veteran pieces around them to sort of put together the finishing touches. Guys like Danny Green and Avery Bradley, um, Quinn Cook, they got from the Warriors. Um, They got Caldwell Pope. So these are a lot of good shooters um, who can play around LeBron, who thrives around shooters. Um, So, you know, you're right. They might have a little bit of a learning curve in order to put it together, um, but you know the Heat started nine and eight, but they ended up having uh, I think a, like a solid fifty plus win season. Um, so I think that the Lakers just have enough talent at the top there to have to grab that number two seed um, above some of those other really good teams.
0: Okay. And let's talk about why we picked the Clippers as number one. I'm going to just start because I don't have a ton to say. Um, yeah. Everyone has put them at number one, so I put them at number one. And Kawhi Leonard, he literally led the Raptors championship last year. And they have some solid players with Patrick Beverly, of course, Lou Williams. They got pa- uh, Paul George, of course. That's another yeah. star to join the team. But besides that, I don't know a ton about the rest of the team and how well they're going to mash. But you put those two stars together, they're going to make some magic. But everyone's putting them at number one above the Lakers. So Evan, I'm going to ask you. LeBron is considered at least number two, two or three of the best players in the NBA. So is Anthony mm-hmm. Davis. So why does everyone put the Clippers at number one? And why do you believe Clippers, are, uh, Clippers deserve to be number one? I think they're a deeper team. Um,
1: and I think that, you know, the combination of Anthony Davis and LeBron is better on offense than the combination of Kawhi and and Paul George, but the combination of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on defense is better than that combination. Anthony Davis is a phenomenal defender, but LeBron is not at this point in his career. Um, and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are both just lockdown perimeter defenders it's going to be a real struggle for, for guards and forwards to score against them. And you add that to their offensive potential, which is maybe slightly below LeBron and Anthony Davis, but pretty close. Uh, and for, so for me, that defense provides the difference. And also, in addition to that, I think this is a deeper team than the Lakers. You have you know someone like Lou Williams, who you can bring off the bench, who's a good player um provide you some scoring um Montrez Harrell who's a power forward um kind of scorer energy guy the bench um Landry Shamit is a good shooting guard that they got from the 76ers um they got the center guy Zubak from the Lakers you got Patrick Beverly, who provides another aspect of defense to this team so I think this is going to be a really solid defensive team and also one with just a lot of offensive weapons that will give them the edge over the Lakers
0: Okay, makes sense. Okay, and what else would we like to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, In terms of, let's say, what we're looking forward to in the West. I'm going to say I'm looking forward to the Laker-Clipper Clipper rivalry. They both operate in the same house, and they're going to be at least top four teams in the West, at least. So I'm excited to yeah. see that. And the other thing I'm going to say I'm excited for is the Pelicans. We talked about it. I'm so excited, especially with Zion, but also like Lonzo Ball. People gave him a lot of crap over the last couple of years, but I think he operate really well with the Pelicans. And I think this was the best possible outcome for Lonzo Ball. So those are two things I'm excited for, for this season, for the West.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm also excited about the Pelicans. They're going to be really fun to watch. Um, the other thing I'm excited for is just having, you know, I think 13 teams that could conceivably make the playoffs. I mean, the playoff race in the West is going to be really fun to watch. I bet it's going to come down to the end of the regular season. There's going to be maybe some play-in games, some elimination games at the end there. Um, and I'm excited to see if one of these, these young teams like a Kings team, um, or a Mavs team can maybe make a run, a surprising run to the playoffs, um, and knock out one of those more established veteran teams.
0: Okay. Makes sense. And that is it. Uh, Next time, we'll be talking about predictions in terms of the playoffs, predictions in terms of awards, even other predictions in terms of the regular season, what we will think will happen over the course of the NBA season. So catch us next time on The Last Week in Basketball. Our episodes can be found on The Last Week in Basketball. On iTunes and Podbean. And Austin Evan, we are tuned out and we'll see you guys next time. Feel free to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter where we update for when we upload our podcast episodes. This is Austin Evan saying goodnight and see you next time on Last Week in Basketball with Austin Evan.